So hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Turn 5 podcast and it's our first off-season one so expect some rambling. Um, <laughs> like we didn't do that uh, anyway. Yeah but it's going to be even worse because the season's finished. Because we've got no fresh content. <laughs> going to be like this for the next hey. three months. Strap in everyone. <laughs> Bring on February with the car launches and pre-season testing. <laughs> Livery reveal. <laughs> yeah, well. uh, yeah, so last week saw the end of the 2022 season. And this week we're going to talk about it in its entirety. I suppose the main thing to ask would be, did the new regulations do their job? Yes, but also no. no. Yeah. Now, the midfield was significantly better Mm. in terms of the quality of racing throughout the course of the season. However, the financial regulations haven't really had enough time to come into effect yet, so we've had the top three teams be the top three teams still. Yeah. Which is the no aspect of it. For me, at least. Because this year, I think, is potentially one of the worst seasons in terms of numbers of constructors on the podium. Because we had four. And one of those was once only. Every race, bar Imola was a podium of Red Bull, Ferrari, and Mercedes in some combination. Yeah. Which, from an outside, non-educated perspective, would be kind of like the Scottish Football League of you just expect it to be Celtic and that's about it. Or Rangers. Uh, yeah okay well recently rangers haven't quite been there but you know they're on they're on their way back hopefully Uh, hopefully not celtic fan but still well yeah but hopefully Um, they do bit of competition at least come on yeah true but i mean yeah it was a sort of mixed bag i think it made the midfield better but did it really shake up the order on the grid not really we got a new top team that just dominated. I think part of that is Ferrari's fault for just being, you know. <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah, not much changed other than some races that were usually a snooze fest were slightly less of a snooze fest. And then there was Monaco. Which was a snooze fest until Brazil. <laughs> yeah. When everything suddenly came back again. Exactly. And nothing, nothing has been said about it since. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Monaco, uh, not, not Monaco, Brazil <laughs> was amazing. Like, I, I enjoyed the, the, the later, well, I say enjoyed. I was very tense through the later portions of the race. Yeah, after that second safety car. Uh, yeah. Um, but that's what the new regulations were supposed to deliver, some close wheel-to-wheel racing throughout the entire race. We got glimpses of that as well in Bahrain. Um, not, not Emila. Emila's crap. 
Um, Imola's too old school. Yeah. It's, it's too narrow. Yeah, it suffers the same fate as other older circuits. Like, to an extent, Hockenheim, that sort of, that stadium section is mm. too narrow for the modern cars. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones that we've had. Imola's like the worst culprit. Monaco will always be Monaco, and that is just matter of fact. Um, Hungary is another. Um but the, the older circuits are too narrow to really enable wheel-to-wheel racing. I mean, to, to a lesser extent, certain sections of the Brazil track are subject to being too narrow. Yeah, the, the middle sector isn't great for overtaking. Yeah. But if you can get a good run through the middle sector, then it sets you up perfectly into sector three. Yeah, Whereas I just feel MLR, like... You can get perfect laps and you're just never going to pass because there is nowhere to pass. Yeah, it's just with Brazil, I feel like if the middle sector had slightly wider roads, then maybe we'd actually see some overtaking there. Mm. Because the, you can get such a different run out of certain corners, different lines. We see it, that people want to make moves there, but they just can't because of the width of the track. Yeah. Um, much the same as Imola. I think if Imola was just simply widened around the entire circuit, then... Yeah overtakes would be more abundant indeed um so we started off with bahrain that was actually really enjoyable Jeddah wasn't great if i remember was right, like, yeah well but see last season Jeddah was exciting that's because the stakes were higher mm, true and we had that massive pile up into turn one like three times in the one race um that was Formula 2's make, job this year. They are yeah. going to make a change at Jeddah, though. Are they? Yes. What's the change? They, uh, are and... we not going back? That would be nice. Broken! Wish. <laughs> <laughs> it's in, I think, Sector 1 going into Sector 2. They're making one corner straight to make the track safer. It's Fair just enough. a shame they won't make the place safer. Yes. Um, speaking, actually, this is welcome to tangent time. We're not going to China. Is the the strong suspicion, and it's not going to be replaced. So that record breaking season has been reduced by one race. Again. Yeah. How, so, how difficult is it to find another track that wants to host the Formula One race? It's it's not how difficult is it to find another track. It's how difficult is it to find another track in a country that isn't doing something wrong, <coughs> except the Middle East because <coughs> oil money. Um, and then at the same time, how difficult is it to have the infrastructure? Because the track is one thing; it's the infrastructure around it that's another. <laughs> Monza says hello. Uh, Monza says hello. Paul Ricard's in and out infrastructure said hello. Yeah. Hockenheim hasn't Actually, yeah. had the best record. What about the circuits that we've literally dropped from this season's calendar up next year? Just bring them back. Because they'll be like, ah, oh, we don't want to be, well, they would say this, but we don't want to just be your backup man. We want a full place on the calendar. And they won't actually say that. They'll just be like, oh, thanks for coming. Like, <laughs> yeah, Turkey's back. just sitting there like, hello. <laughs> We will happily be back up again. You want another race? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring back Turkey. Turkey was amazing. 
especially in 2020 yeah. when just no when we were on intermediates for no reason other than the track was just oh god we've lost Neil. Yeah, but Turkey was amazing. Then 2021, it was okay. Yeah, but it was still fun. Like, it wasn't yeah, quite still. 2020, but it was still fun. I'd be interested to see it with the new cars. Yeah. 10 8 yeah. in particular. Yeah. Because I feel like if someone gets the ride height wrong and they oscillate into the ground, they're going <laughs> off into the gravel trap. Yes. I don't know well, what's happened with Nia. Shall we? Shall we just keep going? Oh, oh she's yeah. there. My we go. Came in. Ah, I see. Um. So yeah, Jeddah is there. Australia. Oh. I found the changes to Jeddah. They're reprofiling. Oh. Turn twenty-two to twenty-three, which is oh. out of like the long left hairpin. Yes. And then. Um, moving the walls back so that's opened out a little bit and they're changing some curbs I don't suppose that would be the curb where Mick Schumacher lost control would it? Yeah, isn't 22 to 23 where Mick Schumacher ripped his car in half? Sounds like that would be a good place to make some changes. I'm pretty sure it is. So where did you say? Just 22 and 23? Because that's that's here. Yeah, 22 and 23 is where they change in the corner. Yeah, I can see and then, why. And then where else? And then they're just doing curb changes. I don't know if he uh, did lose it there, you know. I think he might have lost it at, like, 10. Yeah. I, think... I don't think it was as early as 10. No, I think no, it, was. It, was, it was. like 11, 12, 10, 11, 12. Because it was quite it was early a... on in the lap. I, I think... A bit more of a tight section, which I is why think I thought it was that's... Where mm. he crashed in, is it 21, when we first went there? Mm. Met the tech pro. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It all looks the same. I mean, Mick's probably crashed at every single corner there, so... Mm. No, he's not Latifi. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Latifi has as well, probably. Yeah, true. <laughs> Between them, they've got it covered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Australia... I don't even really remember the Australian Grand Prix, to be honest. Max broke down. That was about the highlight. Didn't Saint put it in the gravel for the first time in the season? Wasn't that the start of yes, his run? that was the start, yeah. of the start of the race, yeah. Uh, Ricardo put in a good performance. Mm. Once. I think he finished sixth, <laughs> I want to say. Um, then we went yeah, to Emila. Was... As we've already yeah. established, and Shit. we got our our only non top three podium. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? I I think twenty fourteen had more top non top one podiums <laughs> because twenty fourteen was a complete one horse race. But mm. then last season, I need to check. Um, then we went to Miami for the first time. Wish it was the last. You know, it's, it's not the worst track. It was an all right race. It certainly wasn't the worst race this season. No. Uh, but Monaco's kind of got a monopoly on that. Mm, and Monaco that was, <laughs> I'd say, I don't think Monaco was the worst race this year. Inclement weather. Yeah. I mean, the weather did affect it massively, but 
you know, you have to give it respect. Let's just install Bernie's sprinkler system at Monaco to make it more fun every yeah. year. Suddenly, oh. rain. Just get people to chuck like buckets of water off their balcony. Yeah. <laughs> Mind the There's someone patch. I don't like, rain. Yep. Bang. <laughs> Here comes the teepee. Can you imagine getting hit by a bucket load of water going at like 150 <laughs> mile an hour? That's going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I mean, also hearts getting hit by rain at 150 miles an hour it's true it's what a helmet's for yeah a helmet can deal with rain I don't think it'd deal with a, a full <laughs> bucket of water I mean it depends on the size of the bucket I suppose. That's, when, that's when someone takes the bucket and also takes <laughs> <throws> the bucket <laughs> red flag why there's just a bucket on the circuit red flag why bucket <laughs> Imagine that coming up on the time control sheet. Red flag bucket on circuit. Yeah, anyway, Miami. Miami, where we discovered that Formula One only want the rich and the famous to attend. Yeah, the ticket prices there were absolutely obscene. And, and be- yet, America said, hold my beer, as Las Vegas was introduced. Exactly. $44,000 for eight tickets. Mm-hmm. That was I, a combination of hospitality and something else. But I, say, I dread to think the cost of Paddock Club. Uh, I don't even want to know. Because I'm pretty sure that's like 8000 for Monaco. And I've got the a feeling Vegas is going to be even worse than, than Monaco. But anyway, yeah, so we had Miami. And it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. But it's just sort of meh. Again, suffers from narrow segments. Yeah. Um, the layout probably could be better. But it was the first time I went there. It, you don't really know until you show up with these things, so. We'll just need to wait and see if they improve it as the years go on. Then mean, we they've went... got a lot. They've got a lot of years to improve it. So. Yeah, true. Then we went to Spain, and if I remember right, Spain wasn't actually as bad as usual. By Spain's standards, it was a pretty banging race. Yeah. Admittedly, Spain's standards are quite low. That would not be difficult. It's there's Barcelona. <laughs> so, no, it was a decent race. Yeah. But still, it was Spain. Yeah. And then we went to Monaco. Yay, Monaco. Right, moving on. <laughs> That's and then we went to Azerbaijan. <laughs> yeah, which is always fun. I enjoy Baku. Um, it wasn't as chaotic as usual, but yeah, sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you need a mid race to just get the exciting race be even more exciting. Exactly. Yeah, you can't... and I think that's exactly what it was. It was just a pretty mid race. It was decidedly average, but at the same time. You can't have every race be amazing because that just then raises your expectations and suddenly amazing becomes average. So, yeah. 
and then, and then you're if you have F2. every race being amazing, and then you have like a, a Monaco come along, just like, why am I watching this? What am I doing with my life? Honestly, I think you could watch Monaco on times four speed and still fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I still think Abu Dhabi is worse than Monaco, though, because Abu Dhabi, you have the expectation of something exciting could happen. And then it, but it just doesn't. Yeah. With Monaco, you know, it's so, uh, whatever. Yeah, you know what? Well, but Monaco, there's the chance of someone like binning it in spectacular it. fashion. Yeah. yeah, but then that would just create a red flag and then it's just the same old, same old. Oh, well, no, it would just create a re replay of Lance Stroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so someone bends What's happened? We need to know. Uh, then we went, was this the first time back in Canada since COVID? Did we go last yeah. year? Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was it was the first, first time back. First one. And Latifi killed the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. Wasn't that your prediction? That was, yeah. Yeah. Apart from that, it was I actually... Have big thanks for that. <laughs> it was actually good to be back in Canada. It's, I did it's miss a the great circuit. circuit. Um, it promotes good racing. It's, it's a good layout. There's plenty of opportunities to overtake as well. But I don't think anyone put it in the Wall of Champions, which was surprising. No, that was a rarity. Um, yes. Across the whole weekend as well, I don't think. So we can get this one. Yeah, uh, there it is. Groundhog Squish for 100 points. <laughs> Champion. <laughs> and then we had Breton. Now, admittedly, my view of this might be a bit skewed because I was there. And so... you didn't see all of it. Oh, no, I did see the whole race. Yeah, yeah but you didn't see all of it. You saw the race, but only, like... You saw bits of it better than others, but we saw bits of it better than you. Oh, there was a big screen in front of me, so I could see everything you were seeing as well. But Just not the yeah. timing tower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the timing tower was completely unreadable. <laughs> which led to me forgetting Sergio Perez was in fourth when the safety car got deployed. Um, because it was just unreadable. But, yeah, I'll let you lead on this. You've obviously seen the TV coverage. So I mean, you knew what happened at turn one much sooner than me. Yeah, so obviously, obviously we had that, that collision. Red flag, understandably. Um, I mean... That was probably the most exciting bit of the race. There, there were other points of good action. It wasn't a bad race. Um, I think there have been better races at Silverstone. Yeah. I think there have also been significantly worse races at Silverstone. Hmm. Um, also, it wasn't like a completely dominant performance like we saw with... Uh, I want to say it was 2007, Hamilton's, or was it 2008? Uh, I think it was eight. I think it was his, 2008. His yeah, wet where he drive. Won by a minute. Yeah. 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 Because Kovalainen was his teammate at the time. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> dominant performances are, you know, it's a, a, a feat to watch, but at the same time, can be quite boring. <laughs> so, 
it was it was a good race. Um, it was another Ferrari blunder by virtue yeah, well, of not pitting well, Charlie. Boy. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you're he a did team. Win the race, yeah. Well, Carlos did, but well, Carlos won. Mm. Charles Leclerc got hung out to dry somewhat. Yeah, on the hards. Um, which became a bit of a running theme through the season that Ferrari could either get no cars correct or one car correct. Yeah, you, they never got both cars right. No. Until sort of like the last race of the season when they actually did good strategy. But it was kind of too little too late at that point. Mm. And wasn't really worth much. <laughs> but yeah all it, it done was help them to second place in the constructors yeah because they nearly balls that up to yeah that was pretty close um but like i'd say that the when the top three teams got together there was actually a good scrap mm. but for the most part I mean, we we saw it then. Mercedes were still off the pace at that point because yeah. Hamilton went straight past both of them when they were fighting it out. And then when they both turned their attentions on Hamilton, Hamilton was very quickly back behind them again. Mm. So it would have been good to see that level of racing between all three teams, but that didn't ever really come to fruition. No. So I it did know. it did massively expose Mercedes downfall this season, really. Mm. Um and that you got the amazing through goes Lewis Hamilton moment and then like four corners later he was behind big reality check again. of yeah. <laughs> he did hold off the Ferraris quite well though. Like his pace compared to them was really good, but the Red Bulls were just in another league. The Red Bulls were able to maintain their levels of downforce while also trimming off a significant amount of rear wing, hmm. which I think was probably their biggest weapon this year. Their straight line speed was second to none. Yeah. Like we had the occasional one where, like at Monza, where a Williams, you always know a Williams is going to pop up really high in the speed trap. Mm -hmm. But it was always Red Bull up there. And it's just kind of like that's that's your biggest weapon, isn't it? Because you get most of your overtaking done on a straight in a DRS zone. Exactly. And they've built the car to sort of perfectly utilize that. You saw it, I think, best in Miami, where when Max was ahead of Charles, even though Charles had DRS. Max was still going faster. Yeah. But then when Charles was ahead of Max, Max got past instantly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that, that for me, that really highlighted the big difference in terms of the car's setup and the sort of philosophy that the design had taken. So... And it's all thanks to the catering department and their... <laughs> Good old spicy wings. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that was Silvers. Then we went to Austria, and that was the second sprint race, first sprint race of the season. Second, Imola was Imola was sprint. Oh, yeah. Why did they pick Imola? Yeah, can they please not pick Imola next year? And we're getting six of them. Yeah, that's going to be fun. 
If they pick the right circuits, then yes, it will be fun. If they don't, then... Uh. Yeah, that's my biggest worry, is that they're just going to go with, who's given us the most money? You can have a sprint race. I would actually like to <clears> see <throat> one in Bahrain. I wouldn't mind it, but I'd also like it to be on the uh, secure outer loop. <laughs> that would That would be quite enjoyable. I don't know if that's allowed in the sporting regulations, but F. Sporting regs make it fun. I mean, get yeah. Massey back. He creates his own. Yeah, Massey, yeah exactly. Mass, Massey would have greenlit that project. No problem. Like that that would be quite good. Same weekend as Bahrain, just on the Saturday, have a sprint around the outer loop. It would bring something so different to yeah. the, the tried and tested formula of Formula One. Like sprint races are fine. They they they're okay. Like Brazil was probably again the best of the bunch this year. Yeah. But at the same time, if you've got an option of using a different layer, why not? Exactly. Like imagine Paul Ricard, <laughs> but you had a sprint race on one layout and the actual race on another layout. And just for the giggles, you did qualifying on a third layout. Yeah, Why not? Session, every single session, different layout. Yeah, you just have like a wheel at the front of the yeah. grid that you spin before the start. It's like, <laughs> what way are we going this time? It'd be quite... Okay, so poor Ricard's a bit ridiculous. Sakir and like the actual Bahrain circuit aren't too dissimilar. You know, you, it yeah. mostly uses the same sections there's just the yeah, sector one and sector three are identical it's just the second sector that they've messed around with yeah that would be fine there's not many white lines you really need to change there well there's none so just stick with it yeah we've we've done a race on the outer loop that was a great race yeah it was incredibly fun so why not bring it back <laughs> exactly why not replace china with it <laughs> I'm down for that. Like, is is the season opening on a double header? Uh, you know, I don't know. Probably. I'm gonna look at because it. Because if it's not, we could absolutely just stay in Bahrain for another week. We're there anyway. Um, it's not a double header, but the China is, China is scheduled to be mid April. If we made it a double header, we would be making it a triple header. Because we're in Jeddah yeah. two weeks after Bahrain. So, what I'm suggesting now, hear me out here. The original plan is to go from Australia on April the second. Yeah, I got to scroll through. April the second to Shanghai on to Shanghai on yeah. the sixteenth to Azerbaijan on the thirtieth. Now that's a nice three-week window in the middle of the two races there that you can do something with. Now, Bahrain, and that's Gmail. I wanted maps. <clears throat> I'm getting my, getting my worldview up here. <clears throat> Bahrain and Azerbaijan aren't a million miles away from each other. No, it's basically the same style of jump, just in a slightly different direction. They're actually pretty close. Yeah. Um, they're a damn sight closer than Shanghai is, that's for sure. So... I think for going from Australia back to Bahrain and doing Sakir Outer Loop would work a treat. Yeah. 
there we go, FIA. We've fixed your calendar for you. But unfortunately, the the rumor is that Shanghai just isn't going to be replaced. That's just that's going to be so dead though. Like three weeks in the middle of April, just after the yeah. season's got going, that it's just we well, haven't be, got any yes, action. It's going to be a four week break now, from yeah. the second to the thirtieth. What and is the going to be like? Six hundred triple letters. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Yeah, just find a circuit, please. <laughs> Literally anywhere in the northern hemisphere will do at that point of the year. Exactly. Um, where were we? Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. We just did Silverstone. Uh, after Silverstone was Austria, and uh, yeah, the sprint race. That's how we got onto this. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're professionals. <laughs> Austria was fame. It was Austria. Oh, uh, that was yeah. um, in qualifying when everyone was having their lap time deleted. Was it? Yeah, yeah. As they should. <laughs> was Austria the one where Perez should have had a lap time deleted, but didn't? He done Q three, and then they were like, "Oh wait." <laughs> yes. Yes, because he cut the inside of turn eight. Eight? Eight. Okay. Because that's the right hander. Well, the right hander before you get into the double right hander of nine and ten. Yeah. Yeah. He cut across the inside curve of that one. So if you pick if you picture the whale, the the tail and then Uh, let's just pull up the track. The top corner of the head. I mean, we can make this so much easier. It's where the head meets the neck of the whale. I'm trying. I'm trying. Here you go. There's turn eight. Yeah, that one. He cut across the inside of that. Yeah. Um, it does look like a whale, though, doesn't it? It does. It, it does. I feel but, sorry for Nicky Lauda. Got given a name on the circuit of a corner, and it's like the worst one. What, yeah, what it's the corner that won. Lauda got turn one. <laughs> well, it's not bad. Yeah, but like, turn it's not three, great either. Dive bomb central. Give him that. It could have been worse because they're giving him two. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> two literally just doesn't exist in a Formula One car. Turn five. It yeah. doesn't exist in many cars, to be fair. That's true, that's true. Uh, it's only mm. really motorbikes. Yeah. And even then, it's literally the tiniest adjustment. <laughs> that's why they changed the layout for the MotoGP yeah. boys, because they were going too fast into turn three and people were getting a bit close to yeah. perishing. So do they take the, the little road between like two and six? No, they they added a chicane oh, for yeah. them ah. to slow them right down. Yeah. There's li- literally where where it would say turn two on the diagram. They just went ah, have a have a chicane. Yeah, have turn two, three, and four. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. it um, works. It slowed them right down, and it was a much safer entry into turn three um, for the GP this year. Which is good to see. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's not our sport of choice. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We're here for the four-wheeled cars. 
not i mean we can we can sort of make a segue between two and four by virtue of doing because his dad was a multiple world champion on two wheels and now jack doing is in the four wheels for and then who was it done like half a lap in abu dhabi on three wheels in formula two i can't remember i didn't watch it oh fair enough but yeah their wheel came off and they just kept going why not (laughs) drove it all the way like it came off at turn three or four and uh, they just kept going all the way to the support race paddock because easy recovery (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't get a tractor I can return to the race (laughs) the the stewards were just like yeah we can kind of understand why you done it but gonna not do it again please and then give them a wee reprimand because it's not like they're going to give them a, a five second time penalty it's the last race of the season I mean he made it back to the support paddock, right? So yeah. Obviously there was enough. Maybe when he set off on his continuation of his three wheels on his wagon, he thought, if I can get back to the pits. <laughs> and then decided halfway round, I'm not getting back to the pits. Yeah, I'm not sure. That they said that was a, a failure to immediately retire a car, which was in an unsafe condition. Oh, come on. But how many times have we seen a car with a puncture crawl round? I think a puncture slightly less different from the entire the, wheel. The, the principle's the same. Yeah, it is. Like, imagine Kemi in Austria 2020 just keeping going <laughs> after his wheel went adios. I'd have been okay with that. <laughs> if if you've got the persistence to get that back to the pits, fair play. Like, done. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Just, just wave the white flags for a slow-moving vehicle. Be on your way. Yeah. Then we went to France. And... Like, oh, that's where Charles Binder... Yeah, that's where I shot oh, them, yes, the big right. scream. Yeah. No! It was, it was actually quite a good race until then. Well, for a solid 20 seconds, we were all here like, what happened in France? <laughs> and then we went, it. oh, wait, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. horse threw yeah. away his lead. As I say, it was a good race until he bent it. Mm. And then after it, it was a snooze fest. Oh, it's fair. You also had George absolutely dive bomb Perez, was it? Yeah, the first of Narnia. The first of many George dive bombs. Mm. The first of many George radio messages. Yeah. What is he doing? Taking a leaf out of Lewis Hamilton's book. (coughs) Well, he'd done that in Brazil, was it? Yeah. Following Verstappen. Yeah. Track it sent. Turn four. He's he's really picking up some bad habits. <laughs> Just not ideal, is it? Moving on. And then we went to Hungary and we had the exact same podium. Yeah, and Hungary was well <laughs> It was Hungary. Yeah. Hungary's given us some really good races over the past few years. And some cracking memes. Yeah. <laughs> And then there was this year, and it was the, crap. The qualifying was good. 
That's because it's the most exciting. That's like saying Monaco qualifying is good. But, but it's, yeah, you know, you've got to take that with the weekend. Got to, got to take the W's <laughs> where you can. Exactly. You've got, you've got to look, look for the, the pros. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it still doesn't save the weekend. negative. We don't all like, but oh, qualifying. It, the race is what we were really watching. Yeah, Saturday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the only time we do that is when it's a sprint weekend. Yes, means uh, depends where it's at. Saturday <laughs> evening. <laughs> uh, then we went to Spa, and you know, Spa was immediately better than last year because we, we went had... to Spa and we all promised ourselves not to do rain dances. <laughs> Um, because we actually had at least one lap of green flag racing. Hallelujah. And we had Lewis nearly getting sent to space. Yeah. Well, that is his own fault. Yeah, yeah. Well, the move wasn't really on, to be fair. But It was the first of many curses from me of saying Hamilton is going to win the race. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he did not win the race. He no. had his first DNF of the season. I mean, I say first. I think he only had two. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I think you might be right there. Yeah, and George only had one. Did he? I thought he had more than that. I'm pretty sure it was only Silverstone. <laughs> the no, more it was probably you just know. like where Singapore, where he finished. Yeah, he oh, would have right, been yeah, as yeah, well retiring whatever, in Singapore. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, he only actually retired the once. And even then, he said he didn't want to retire. He got out of his car to make sure like, Guan Yuzhou wasn't dead. Um, and by the time he got back to it... The... He'd been clamped. Yeah. <laughs> the muscles just went, yeah, we take, we take in, this car. He nipped into the corner shop for a pint of milk and a packet of smokes. Yeah, by the time he'd come back out, his car had been clamped and gone. <laughs> Your nick, sunshine. You're coming down with me. Can't part air, sir. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that was his only DNF of the season. I mean, kind of an understandable DNF as well. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't just radio the team though, being like, "Here, guys, how do I switch this back on? Why do they have to go all the way back to the pit wall?" That's why they have a radio. He could just have plugged himself back in, but here, boys, whatever. Maybe, maybe he'd lost his umbilical in his suit somewhere. Mm, perhaps. And in heat of moment, went sponge brain and didn't... And ran think. all the way back to the pits. But to be fair, it was only at turn one. It's not, yeah, it's but... not like he's at cops yeah. and gone... <laughs> <laughs> I just ran in halfway around the track. Imagine... Fair, that's, what, that's what Seb done when he broke down in Monza. He, <laughs> you just see him running along the front of the grandstand. <laughs> Just insert Cloudy with a chance of meatballs police officer, but with George Virgil. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we did see Lando do it at Canada as well in 2019. That was that was turn <laughs> two run. when his his brakes had melted, uh, melted his suspension element, so his car suddenly went. <laughs> and we just yeah, that's the one thing about Canada I've never understood. Why did we just leave the car there? Every time on commentary, Brundle's like, yeah, we don't leave cars out in Formula One. In 2019, they just did. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason. 
just to right s- next to the pits, just to spite Brundle. Yeah, <laughs> Massey's just sitting there like, you know, it would be funny <laughs> if somebody hit that. <laughs> Burn, just, just Massey things. I mean, if there wasn't really a need to get it, it was right not? next to the pets, though. Yeah, but you're supposed to be going slow there. <laughs> it would have taken like a lap to recover. Ah, the marshals do enough racing already. Light, <laughs> Give him a break. The pet lane marshals do nothing. Give they do a, a very important job. Yeah, without them, we wouldn't go racing. I don't disagree, but the pet lane marshals have a skive. Let's be honest. Uh, I don't know. There was that time that there was a fire garage, uh, fire ga- a garage yeah. on fire. I'm pretty sure the pit marshals were involved then. And there was There's the time also... that Kimmy ran over one of his mechanics. And the time and when... where Hamilton arsended yep. Kimmy. Mm. Also in Canada. Mm. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It was an on-topic they... conversation there. They've, they've <laughs> done enough. They've done enough. Yeah. They've they've so, done their bit. Then yeah. we went to Zanvoort. Oh, well, and... well, we were in Dutch. Oh, oh. Dutchman wins. What's yeah. what a shock? Moving it was on. a good race, though. It was a good race. That's another yeah. circuit that suffers from being too narrow. Yeah, by Dutch Grand Prix standards, yes, it was a good race. But we've only had two. Was it a <laughs> good race? No. Yeah, no. I, I think so. It was only I mean, Hamilton okay. would have had his win had Yuki Sonoda not decided to not yeah, retire in pits. And so that became the social media storm of conspiracy theories and Red Bull. Yeah. yeah. It was World War 46. Like, do I think it had anything to do with Red Bull? No. Do I think the Alpha Tauri mechanics were completely... I don't know what they were thinking by saying, oh yeah, leave the pit and then park. Huh? Why would you do that? Check it works. Oh, it doesn't work. Ah, park it, mate. Just just park it. Yeah. Go, go have holiday. <laughs> what was the point in that? Why did they leave the pit? Who knows? That is something only they can answer, and we are not they, so we cannot and, answer. Yeah, it's something only they can answer, and they did not. I can answer for them. They said Red Bull told us to do it. <laughs> Here is your conspiracy fire. Let me throw some more fuel onto it. Uh, and then we went to Monza. And to be honest, I think the new regulations made Monza worse. Mm. Uh, I, don't, I think Monza's very hit and miss. The unique nature of the Monza circuit... Um, Meant it's always suffered in terms of its its quality of racing. Um, so previously, when we had all of the bells and whistles on the car, then it was it made the slipstream more effective. It was it was less effective than at other circuits because everyone was running less downforce anyway. But it was still more effective than it was this year. With the way the new cars are designed to work off ground effects and to throw the the dirty air higher up behind the car, the slipstream became kind of meh. Even DRS was a bit meh. 
Yeah, because of how little wing everybody was running. Yeah, so it's a it's it's one of those ones that you can design an, a rule set to help every circuit, but there's always going to be one that it doesn't quite work out for. Mm. And I think because it's of Monza's layout, that it's Monza. Yeah, it I, is. I, but yeah, like I'd rather they didn't work at France. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not worked at France before, so no, France yeah, just hasn't it can. worked. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you try and do some good, and a little bit of bad will come out of yeah. it somewhere. I think there's um, also recency bias towards Monza. You think 2020 was an incredible race. 2021 was also an incredible race. Yeah, it just you know there's a level of expectation there now to it to bring an incredible race, and it was just okay. And then the incredible has the become incredible. the average, yeah. <laughs> and now the average is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we need more non-Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari drivers on the podium. Yeah, that that was the thing that the others had going for it was that it was yeah. unexpected, unexpected TNS. And. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. For those of you listening on Spotify, Nia, give us a thumbs up. <laughs> and again. But, yeah, I think the other thing that soiled Monza a little was this, the poor, like, attendee experience. It was a... <laughs> was the only way to describe it. But I went into detail on that in the Monza review, so go watch that if you want to hear me go on a rant. Which should be maybe maybe I'll bother to put a card up here. This will be a, this will this will be a first if I do this. <laughs> I'm now really up regretting there. my choice of being doing up this. There. It'll be up here. It always yeah. it always appears in the top right, and this is uh, yeah, this is where my right. hand is. I'm hoping I'm hoping you all way. have learned. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. We should have learned our layout by now. I always put us in the same spots. Oh, I just pointed to the top right. But you're, you're in, where I am. Right is right. You're in I'm the top left. Classy. I'm in the top uh. right. Nia's in the bottom left, and Ben's underneath me. <laughs> Up there, somewhere. so I can, I can, I can look down at Ben. And... <laughs> uh, yeah. So after Monza, we return to Singapore. Woo! Uh, but it wasn't great. Oh, like we've been saying, <laughs> it it wasn't the worst. I mean, race. the red flag at the start didn't help. No, no. could say that about Japan. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's true. No, well, uh, Singapore wasn't red flag. It just didn't start on time. But yeah, that's, oh yeah, but that's a red yeah. flag at the start, isn't it? Delete. They and just kept just, the red flag. They just kept the red flag till it was dry, and they're like, "Yeah, you can race now." Yeah, because everybody knows the extreme wets don't exist. F one are investigating this. <laughs> what? Why the wets are so deep? <laughs> yeah, um, there was a meeting of the F one commission a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure if you discussed it, but they did. There is some changes to the sporting regulations. Keep talking, I will find the F1 Commission meeting notes. Um, Lewis Hamilton, fraud or fraud? 
That's what you go to. That's your go-to topic of choice when he says, talk. Is Lewis Hamilton a fraud or is he a fraud? Let's talk about Singapore. We talked about Singapore enough. Talk more. conversation was better than last week's conversation. I know what you're talking about. Last week's conversation was absolutely iconic. And if you haven't seen last week's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find it here. I forgot (laughs) what we talked about last week. And now I've just remembered, and it was summer. Chris is not going to know about it, and Chris is only going to experience it if he listens to the episode. Yeah, find out next week. Yeah, find out next week, and then he'll be like... What the fuck happened? <laughs> Wait, have you made someone read out an award for that? <laughs> yeah, I should have. I really should have. Weirdest topic of conversation <laughs> this year. Uh, anyway, I found it. Um... <laughs> We're semantically searching up. <laughs> so they've said that there's um, very little visibility. And it's a key determinant on starting or needing to suspend sessions. And obviously because the extreme wets move more water, they're um they're looking at it and finding out what's going on with the wet weather. They're also talking about the our usual complaint about repeat grids penalties for driver power units Mm. um, being revamped but that's not getting picked up yet tire blankets but the big one is this they're changing it to like one lap aren't they yes in sprint races in 2023 the DRS will be activated after just one lap after green flag I think that makes sense in terms of the sprint mm. race because if we have an incident, which we have done, then you're taking quite a chunk of the race distance without DRS. Yeah, but they're also looking to introduce it in all races in 2024. I mean, we've got well six races to trial it at, basically. Yeah. So fair enough, you know, it's a trial. Um, it Park Fermi is getting looked at because of how strange it is that you do free practice in park Fermi conditions. Um, which is quite weird. So they're looking at that. Duh, duh, duh. And that's about it. Accident damage allowance. Yeah, you're so <clears throat> you're going to get double the amount of money that you can claim back for accidents as part of the financial regulations. Hmm. For each sprint race. But only sprint races. No, no. Well, well, they're, they're, they're doubling the amount of sprint races, so that yeah. makes sense, really. Indeed. That's a logical thing. It's that that basically boils down to 50k per sprint race. Yeah, pretty much. Which so, will give yeah, you a front wing. <laughs> that's what um, the F1 commission are looking at, so the big one obviously being DRS. Well, and hopefully wet weather tyres. Yeah. Um, Which means global warming, the wet weather races are going to become more common. Japan. We were back in Japan. Like I said about the wet weather races. <laughs> yeah, Japan was just at an FIA. It, it, it. Really? Yep. Worse than normal. Yep. 
and everyone called them out on it and they went not us until they went actually it was <laughs> which made yeah, a surprising change indeed they didn't just blame pierre gasly well i mean they tried to yeah <laughs> they gave they, it a fair whack they gave them um some blame but well not all but some 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 is still more than probably some. should have done <laughs> So, yeah, after Japan, it was Texas. Texas was good. I enjoyed the race at the Circuit of the Americas. It's a good circuit. Yeah. And it was the first race probably this season that we started to get a feeling of, hmm, Mercedes are looking good. Yes. We probably would have seen it in Japan had it not been for the weather. Yeah. And the massively shortened race. Well, yeah. I feel like the weather was mostly the part of it, though. Because um, they did not go as well in the wet as they were, had been in practice sessions in the dry. Yeah, didn't they top free practice on the on the Friday? I think so. I think they did. So It was kind of like a, hello, hang on, something's going on here. Mm. But then you remember, oh, wait, it's free practice. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they ran really well in Austin. I think mm. Lewis came second, did they not? We, oui. yeah. In fact, there was a bit of a run of seconds that he started there, three in uh, a row. Yeah, but yeah, they. It was like, oh, hold on a minute, they might actually win a race, and then huzzah, soon. But overall, yeah, I'm I'm glad Cota's staying on the calendar because it always seems to deliver a, a good race. Hamilton got nine podiums this year. Yes. But no wins. Same. But none of them was a win. Yeah. L. Got five but second places. That's until they um, disqualify Shrimp Bull Racing FC. I don't know why I said FC. <laughs> yeah. Um, FC. Wrong sport. <laughs> yeah. Shrimp Bull Racing. Send them off, Chris. Uh, for... Also, I don't I don't really know many football clubs that have racing in them. <laughs> um, there is an Argentina club called Racing Summer, I think. Yeah, there yeah. is. He does, he does have a point. There's I know there's one, but like <laughs> it's pretty rare. <laughs> but yeah, until they disqualify uh, Shrimp Bull for spending too much on on caviar again. Ooh. There's also Racing Luxembourg. Ooh. Midland Football League Reserve Division. Racing Club Racing. Warwick. Yeah, I've just found that. <laughs> uh, the Argentinian one is Racing Club de... Avenedi. Avel... Avelaneda? Avelaneda. Avelaneda. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from everyone trying to speak oh, Spanish. There's also, um, sergeant, yeah, there's also one in France. Racing Club Dillens, I think. We went to Mexico. And they played the mariachi band version. They did. I was quite pleased when they played that on the broadcast. I'm not going to lie, I was fully gassed when that came yeah. on. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that was great. But Sergio didn't win, so... Uh. The gas was dulled down. <laughs> yeah. It would have been much better, and also probably slightly stereotypical, had, had they won. Well, had Sergio won, he's standing on the top of the car, and it's just the mariachi band. I'd say that was embracing local traditions. Like, mariachi bands are traditional Mexican. Yeah. And also it, quite fun to listen to. They are. They are. Like, I, I, like a good, I like a good German band as well, you know, like an Oktoberfest sort of thing. Mm. But we, did, we don't get that when German drivers win the German Grand Prix, do we? No. <laughs> Just be your way. Steins flying around. <laughs> Harlan Frank farters at people. We also don't have the entire right. London Philharmonic Orchestra playing when British drivers win the British Grand Prix, do we? We should. Absolutely that, that, should. Could you imagine um, the logistical nightmare of trying to set up a, an entire orchestra on the grid within like five minutes just get, of the like, checkered flag? Well, just, no, you don't like, need to put them on the grid. Just have them like... Well, where else are they going to go? Germany or something. <laughs> just do, you know much, do you know how much space an entire orchestra takes up? Or, or they could just record it. It's not and the just play it. <laughs> because that's just what they did with the mariachi band. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm pretty sure they just like fully lifted it off YouTube. Probably. <laughs> just like someone in the booth just pressing play on YouTube. That wasn't even authorized. Just like, do, do it, it now. Do be... it now. <laughs> yeah, do you know what would be funny? <laughs> and everyone appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, and after Mexico, Sao Paulo, Mercedes are back, baby. George Russell done the win. It was the first time that there wasn't really anything that anyone else could do. Yeah. They were just the best car on the day. Which is normally what we'd say this, this year, at least, about the Red Bull. Yeah. Or on some occasions, the Ferrari. But not to forget Haas pole position. True. Hey, Mag, on pole. Will never happen again, but it happened. Uh, you don't know that. Might it's, it's the floodgates are open now, man. I'm more thinking Haas pole position. Hey, they no, they, got, be... they got more money this year. They finished eighth, eighth in the constructors. Yeah, but Williams finished eighth Italian. last year. And are now 10th. That's They've just Williams things. They had to spend all of their money on Latifi because he kept crashing. So they didn't have the money to develop the car. Mm. Now they've got someone else who's probably going to crash the car. Yeah, because he's a rookie. The question is, will he last longer than 30 seconds around Bahrain? The answer is yes. He's not the egg. Was it even 30 seconds? Oh, it may even have been 13. Because it was if it's 30, 30 seconds, if it's 30 seconds, it's I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make an edit where it's lights out and away we go. And, and then the, the countdown, countdown theme starts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't think it was 30 seconds. I think and then it'll be da-da-da-da-da-da-da into the wall. <laughs> Love that. To be fair, you could have it where they're lining up on the grid if it was just like 13. 
through, <laughs> but we all know that they take a lot of time to line up on the grid. Mm. But yeah, moving on to Abu Dhabi. So it's fast. Thus concludes the season. Yeah, when you when <laughs> it, it's one of those things that annoys me that Abu Dhabi is just the last race of the season because they paid a shed load of money. It's yeah, like, Brazil was so much better than Abu Dhabi. Brazil used to be the last race of the season. Brazil was a significantly better season finale. And it was all we only talked about Abu Dhabi last year because of what happened at Abu Dhabi. Like most other years, the championships already decided anyway. Yeah. And it's boring. Even when it wasn't decided, it was still boring. Yeah. Yeah, literally, minus the last lap, Abu Dhabi was boring. Yeah, true. So, okay, okay. Take out the last lap, the first lap, and the one lap where Hamilton got caught by Perez blocking the ever-living daylights out of him. Which then still then exactly those those three laps excluded the race was a snooze fest yeah so and that's the end of the season yeah which is always disappointing yeah like why can't we just have a good season for once where it's it's good right up until the end. So we have something to talk You're about. Not happy with last year? No. Of course he's enough? not. He's a Mercedes fanboy. He's still heartbroken. Had we had a a correct decision to end the championship, then yes, I would have been pleased with the 2021 season. No, the the 2021 season was very enjoyable. It's just a shame it ended under such. It, it, it... Yeah, I mean. Both drivers would have been well-deserved champions. Mm-hmm. You can't really argue that. Yeah, um, no, no, not at all. Uh, that was that was more for the the Twitter people that say he's an undeserving champion. Um, uh, it's uh, just they'd be saying Hamilton's eight-time champion. So true. Yeah, but they, they say that anyway. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's just annoying that it will always sort of be overshadowed by the fact that it ended in such circumstances. Yeah, what happened at Abu Dhabi will always ruin it. Yeah. And it shouldn't, but it, it does. It'll be one of those things that will appear on F1's YouTube channel in about 30 years' time of top 10 yeah. controversial incidents. Controversial moments, yeah. Number 10, Abu Dhabi. Number 9, Abu Dhabi. Great. <laughs> Number eight, number eight, when we continued racing at Saudi Arabia, even though there was a missile strike. <laughs> yeah, that that will forever soil it, I think, but yeah. not much we can do, really. Uh, I no. think it should be left in Abu Dhabi. What stays in Abu Dhabi, what <laughs> happens in Abu Dhabi, stays in Abu Dhabi. All right, Vegas wants its catchphrase back because we're going there next time. <laughs> <so. laughs> they yeah, got to exactly. pay up. What if the points from Las Vegas just hmm. stay in Las Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> the championships. And then after after 23 point. years of Las Vegas, we have the Las Vegas <laughs> championship. <laughs> and the guy was the, the guy that wins it was the person that won like the first four and nobody <laughs> else won that many. 
<laughs> so it's someone that retired like 15 years ago. Just have a 71-year-old Lewis Hamilton lift the championship. <laughs> but he can't take the trophy with him because that has to stay in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happens if one of them passes away as they've won it? Like, we have a posthumous we have a posthumous <laughs> champion yeah. it's yeah. a shame that he's not with us so we've had to bring in his stud or whatever we've we've had a posthumous champion before um, yeah uh, Jochen Rin. Jochen Rin. yeah have they? yeah, yeah. it's the only posthumous champion we've ever had yeah he he died I want to say it was at Monza yes um, Parabolica I think um, Carl Jochen Rint, who went by Jochen Rint, uh, was a German-born racing driver. However, he competed with an Austrian license, despite having German and not Austrian citizenship. Why not? He was killed in practice for the Italian Grand Prix. Became the only driver to be posthumously awarded the F1 World Drivers Championship. Yes. So he died in 1970. It doesn't say what corner. I believe That's... it was Parabolica. Uh, uh, crashed heavily at the approach to Parabolica. Mm. And it was a seat belt that caused it. Yeah, it just crashed under braking. Yeah, and it was um, injuries to his throat caused by his seat belt. Yeesh. But yeah, that's the only posthumous Formula One world champion we've ever had. And hopefully we'll ever have. Exactly. Well, I mean, if Roman Grosjean can survive literally exploding. Uh, F1 champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put, put some respect on Grosjean, but not that much. <laughs> no, I'm not saying uh, he's the Formula One world champion. But then if he can survive literally exploding, then safety is going in the right direction. Uh, in the sport. Right, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? Roman Grosjean, the 2021. Yeah, yeah I thought you just thought you'd give an example. Just give it to it. That someone yeah. could. Um, I think it was more than 160 mile an hour through an Armco barrier. And then exploding. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so sum up thoughts on the season, Nia. Because you've been dead quiet. Because I don't remember any of it. I'm just going with pure vibes here. Okay. Um, we know how that ended last week. <laughs> yeah, don't want to go there again. I think I need to listen to last week's episode you, mm, now. No, 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 no. Uh, you know that episode where I put just the random dude doing the thumbnail? Yeah. This was a close <laughs> second to that. You couldn't have done a thumbnail oh. for this one. Yeah. No. Uh, we spent a lot more time talking about other things than we actually did about Abu Dhabi. To be fair, unsurprising, it was so Abu Dhabi. I feel like the yeah, title but... of Abu Dhabi Review was a bit misleading. We could give you five <laughs> guesses on what we talked about. And, and you'd get never get it. Nowhere near. <laughs> no, I want to hear his guesses now. I want to see if you actually Just take a guess, please. Did Singapore come up? That's no. usually our, our rant. Oh, that's disappointing. Um, it's, it's nothing to do yeah, with F1. Nothing to do with racing. Jesus. Yeah. A pub? No. <laughs> no. Um, that's two. 
that I was basically that guy who chatted up me in the pub. It's nothing to do with the no, nothing to do with the pub. Um, anything to do with ra- was it to do with racing? Nothing or about racing. Completely unrelated. Okay, <laughs> video games. Oh, the FIFA World Cup. No. We did discuss we did, that, we did, but, not but it wasn't the topic of choice. That's how the conversation started. That's how but it's it not where it went. <laughs> and those are your five guesses. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I'll, I'll find out when we stop recording. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so th- sum up your thoughts on the 2022 season, please, Nia. Uh, it could have been a lot better. Fair enough, Ben. Um. Okay. It's better in segments, I'd say, as we said at the start. Mm. But it's also not helped to the fact that, like, the three main teams in Red Bull, Mercedes, and Ferrari have just dominated the podium places by an absolute yeah. storm. Richard. Formula 1.5 is alive and well, <laughs> much to the dismay of everybody. Um, no, it's it's a good start in terms of the new uh, the new rule set, but it was always going to end this way in sense because think to back to the last major rule set changes we always had someone that, that ran yeah. away with it you know like 2014 was mercedes domination 2010 was closer but was very much a period of red bull domination 2009 was Braun's innovation and then you go back to 2000 and it was ferrari so it's it's a it's sort of what you'd expect from a major rule change it was good that we had two cars that was almost of like similar pace just shame we didn't have two teams that were of similar mental pace um but it was also good to see mercedes then enter the fray later on so yeah next season next season yeah, the question now is how long is it going to take the midfield to catch that on the budget? And yes. part of me wonders if maybe the budget cap didn't go far enough mm. in terms of what if we stunted the top teams in their spending and didn't stunt the bottom teams? Yeah, like have that sliding scale that they do for development time and stuff, have a yeah. sliding scale for the budget. Yeah, so the wind tunnel times, if you finish seventh, you get the nominal amount. Anything above that, you get less time. And anything below that, you get more time yeah. in 5% increments. Why not do something similar with the finances and say if you finish fifth, you get 145 million and you get 5% less every position above that and you get 5% more every position below that and if you finish 10th you can spend what you like <laughs> you have a blank check <laughs> and that's when the guy in 10th always wins the next year <laughs> <laughs> they just come out with us radically new car the next year they've like, Whoa. literally been running their wind tunnel 24 <laughs> 7 no i mean it, you see what i mean but like yeah. within reason that would make sense but obviously 
the way the rule changes are the, the sort of the politics of formula one means that teams have to sort of okay things mm. and i don't think the top teams would have ever okayed that no so um and yeah i guess i'm sort of thinking the same thing the, the regulations worked to a point there's still work to be done I don't think the grids will properly come together quite possibly until 2026 when we get the new engines. If anything, I think 2025 will be close and then mm. 2026 has scope to potentially separate people again. Well, yeah, because I suppose 2014 absolutely blew the grid apart. Um, well, correction. It sent one team miles ahead and everyone else was really close because everyone else kept breaking down. <laughs> but like so it, when we had the 2014 rule change it wasn't really until 2020 2021 that Red Bull really caught up with them in terms of development now in that time they'd changed engine manufacturers and all this that and the other so maybe they'd have caught up sooner but I don't think they would have caught up if they'd stuck with Renault because Renault's yeah. priority is always going to be Renault and not the teams they provide well, engines for Alpine. Well, yeah, at the time it was Renault yeah um so I feel like now that they've got their own engine manufacturer previously in the form of Honda now in the form of Red Bull actually Honda yeah they they push for a bit of a and they push for the, the freeze pretenses <laughs> And then gave everyone the old <laughs> Uno reverse card. Um, it's, I don't know, I feel like 2025 is set to be the closest of the new rule set. Mm. If everything continues as expected and we don't have any major rule changes between now and then. Um, but then I feel, I, I think, and this is this is a bold prediction four years in the making now, I think that in 2026, there's actually going to be a greater disparity in engine performance than what we've got currently. I guess we'll just need to wait and see. Four more years of podding. <laughs> now, next week... We've hey, wait, you be? Ben, Ben, wait. Um, What was the like prediction on when we'd hit 100 subscribers? Can you remember that? You were looking at like when YouTube oh. said we'd hit 100 subscribers. Was that before know, or know, after know, the 26 season? Uh, <laughs> Social Blade. But I mean, we're on 56 now, so... We're, we're getting... That's there. only in one and a half years. A bit over that now. Yeah. One and three quarter years. That's close enough. I've just searched up the Turn 5 podcast and the fastest lap podcast has come up as well. Well, we should have 57 subs tomorrow. See? Is that what it thinks? <laughs> That's what it thinks. I disagree with it personally. I'm going to check my other account is not subscribed and then yeah, subscribe yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we should have apparently 119 in 10 months. Whoa. That, that estimation has come down a long way because that used to be like years yeah, I thought Ben was going to say 10 years. I was like, I don't know. In four years, years time, four years time, we should have one 
100k as subs. Wow. Okay. I'll take that. To be fair, though, when you start growing, you begin growing exponentially, usually. It's just getting off the ground that's the problem. There's 100 subs by July next year. The Silverstone race could be our 100 sub special. Oh, look. And it would take till We have November. 57 subscribers. <laughs> it should take till November the 29th, 2027 to get 90k views. Very nice, very nice. So I'm personally worried for November 2027, the fact that we'd be viewed 90,000 times. Yes. That's very distressing. Still not as many views as one of my old videos. <laughs> and also the fact that we would have been doing this for six years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we'll be, what? I'll be 27. Oh. 27, I'll be 26. I'll... Oh, I'll be 31. I'll be, I'll be Old boy. We'll be I don't even be in my 20s anymore. anymore. And oh, maybe we would have recruited a fifth member by then. <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll have been bought out by some other company and we'd actually be making no. money. <laughs> <laughs> WTF1, please buy us. I think I've crucified that. Nah, we're and fine. You, and you, you've crucified that I, as well, definitely. I think we crucified that last week. Yeah, probably. Mm. Thank, thanks, Nia. I think we said worse. Uh, mm, uh, that's, that's debatable. I don't think it we is. Might have, we might have said worse, but I don't think we've had a worse conversation. <laughs> have you ever seen the why are you gay thing from Uganda? Who um, hasn't? Yeah, the thing that's running through my head just now is just confusion of the highest order. Because what the it, 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 it. did you talk about last week that was you were, that bad? You were surprisingly close. Yeah, you were. Just then. Yeah. It wasn't Uganda. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. Before this gets too far gone. Join us next week for the support series review what? no 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 <laughs> no, oh, not wait, having, no sorry after yeah. everything i've done i'm not doing an episode on support series that no one Broken. cares about okay sorry sorry um ben has some sort of <laughs> ceremony for next week <laughs> i turn up next week but every well, well, we gonna, season, is it, is it gonna be it? is it gonna yeah. be like uh, reviewing our best bits of the year because i have not got a montage ready for that <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've you need to give I've, us I've some pre-warning as to what's going to be happening. No, I ain't giving you anything. <laughs> oh, great. You just turn up next week. How am I going to host it then? I'm the host. I was the one who made it. You're just going to say, so hello. <laughs> and then Ben's going to take then, over. Even I'll, I'll get you, Rich, to edit it out. <laughs> That's not edit needed. out the so hello. Ben's going to pre-record one and send me a so yeah. hello. <laughs> so hello and welcome to the Turn 5 podcast. Welcome to the 96th annual Oxus. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we wrap up this week, we have some news uh, from the world of FIA Formula E. Yes. See you next week for the awards <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> uh, yeah, Formula E have announced some changes to their sporting regulations. 
plans for the upcoming season, of which pre-season testing starts in two weeks to give us something to watch in the winter. God, am I going to have to use something to watch? (laughs) I don't think I can sink to that level. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> the races will no longer be conducted as 45 minutes plus one lap. We're going to have a set lap counter. But if there's any time behind full course yellow, the safety car, they're just going to slap some extra laps on. Um, rather than slapping some extra time on. They're looking at introducing pit stops. So Next they'll be looking at introducing refueling. <laughs> recharging, recharging. Formula E. It was, it was, a, it was a joke, Ben. Um, sorry, I think. That, that yeah, was so that was the joke. I apologize. I think we should redo that segment. <laughs> no in, redos. In season nine, which is the upcoming season, a mandatory thirty-second attack charge stop during a predetermined period in the race will unlock two enhanced attack mode periods to be deployed later in the race where the power output will increase from 300 kilowatts to 350 kilowatts. Wow, numbers that don't really mean anything to me. Yeah. Because I I operate in brake horsepower. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is in brake horsepower. Have you ever felt 350 kilowatts? Uh, It tickles. (laughs) (laughs) Fan boost is dead. (laughs) So the drivers, if they get 350 kilowatts... Uh, yeah, fan boost is dead. Good. They've finally taken it in the video, like saying, "Oh, fan boost is dead." They even admit, yeah, it's had a bit of a mixed history. People either loved it or absolutely hated it. The, the drivers boost. that loved it were the ones that always got it. The fan drivers boost. that hated it were literally everyone else. Fan boost, the marmite of Formula Racing. I. I th- <laughs> I think it's worse than Marmite. Uh, <laughs> and like Formula One, they're including rookie driver mandatory sessions. So two free practice one sessions uh, per team must be given up to people who've never competed in the championship. Unlike Formula One, who were like, have you done three races? No? Well, then you're still a rookie. And then, of course, young rookie upstart, two-time world champion, Fernando Alonso. That was post-season young driver testing, not the rookie sessions. Yeah, but it's still the young driver test. I know, I know. (laughs) He is young for an old man. (laughs) (laughs) For sake. Oh yeah, that happened this week. The young driver test took place yeah and as always none of it is shown on tv which is quite boring actually yeah uh, we had oscar piastri breakdown mm. mentally or with his car <laughs> with the car both and perhaps. then mentally right okay yeah. there we go uh but yeah so that was some news from formula e we'll just need to wait and see um what these new attack charge things will look like when they actually begin. When the season starts in January, I think. Too soon. Yeah, the 14th of January in Mexico City. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. If you want and, 
Yeah, come on, Formula E's not the worst. Uh, I think we're more interested in the Carlivers. Yeah, but they won't even be out by that time. That's too early for a car uh, one. You can predict the car livers. Ferrari. <gasps> yeah, let's Photoshop each a design for the new cars. I don't know how <laughs> no. to work Photoshop. Just use paint like I do. It'll be so much more funny. I mean, bold prediction, the Ferrari will be red. <laughs> Joke's on you, comes out in Moderna yellow. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Jordan returns to the grid. Mercedes that's, that's will be silver. Old, that's an old reference for you two young'uns down there. Well, I know Jordan. <laughs> I've watched the sport when I was young. <laughs> and Nia's just sitting there like, who's a Jordan? What's a Jordan? <laughs> I know Eddie Jordan. <laughs> he I had know. bright yellow cars. Yeah. Mid, for Spotify, team. Nia done... <laughs> More thumbs, thumbs up. <laughs> She's too uh, scarred by last week's discussion, apparently, to take part this week. Yeah, she She's doesn't the trust herself anymore. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't trust herself anymore. I was already started. So. But, yeah. Anyway, I believe that wraps up this week's episode of the Turn 5 podcast. Unless anyone else has anything to add. <laughs> Nia? Bite in my tongue. Mm, no, that's it. We're done. We're done. No, no. Go on, let's find out. No, you got to watch it. I want those. I want those watch numbers up, boy. I mean, Lewis Hamilton, would you? <laughs> that wraps up this week's episode of the Turn Five Podcast. Thank you very much for watching. We will see you next week for Ben's award ceremony. Ta-ra for now.